Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, Kelsey Cook. What's up, you guys? How are we doing? You good? Oh, God, it is uh, so nice to not be performing in my living room. (laughs) So nice. I've been doing a lot of virtual shows on my laptop, and I've had to use my cat tree as a mic stand. Uh, It's been very bleak. Right before my last virtual show, one of my cats puked two feet from the stage. Uh, I was like, well, my opening act sucks. (laughs) What a gross bitch. This is terrible. Um, I feel like quarantine has lasted so long. Do you guys remember the toilet paper shortage? (laughs) Doesn't that feel like it was in 97? (laughs) I remember going into CVS trying to find some and they were only giving out individual rolls from behind the register like they were bullets. (laughs) I just left that day with one roll of toilet paper and a fifth of Tito's. All right, 2020, I'm just grabbing my ankles. Let's just do it. I've had a very weird year. I got divorced a week before COVID hit. Woo! Yeah. Anybody else? (laughs) Didn't think so. Yeah. Anybody going to get divorced by the end of quarantine? Probably. Probably some of you. Uh, You know, it's okay, though. We still have a lot of love and respect for each other. He's also a comedian, so uh, there weren't a lot of assets to split up. (laughs) Didn't have, like, a summer house and a boat. It was like, do you want the Batman Begins DVD? (laughs) Who gets the good spatula? (laughs) You know what I mean. There's only two, and one of them's good. (laughs) My ex-husband and I are still friends, still have so much love and respect for each other. We started dating when I was 22. We were together for eight years, and it's, I think, almost impossible when you start dating that young. Your 20s are just so, so much learning and changing and and working through things together that I I think it's so different to meet somebody when you're 22 versus if you're, like, 32. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again... We, we have a ton of love and respect for each other, so, yeah. Even though it was amicable, it's still super painful to go through a separation, especially during a pandemic. I felt like I was on some COVID hidden camera show called, like, Extreme Divorce, <laughs> hosted by Guy Fieri. Just a lot of flames and ranch. Uh, I liked being married, though. I felt like I could relax. We were together for a long time, and my friends were always asking, like, what our secret was. One of them was like, 
so do you still wear sexy lingerie for him? Or I was like, not since I got married, sucker. <laughs> I got him. I am done trying. Yeah. Paid my dues to get this promotion. All right. I've been running a BJ 5K for the last seven years. This thing is the finish line. So I'm going to go pop champagne and ice my jaw. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure some of you are like, well, that's why you got divorced, bitch. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, I still blew him. I'm a nice lady. Being single and like living alone for the first time in eight years during quarantine. That was to me so incredibly difficult because if you ever picture going through a breakup divorce, there are kind of go-to things you do. Like you might fly back home and be with your family for a while. You might go on a trip with your friends. I was quarantined. You know, our job with stand-up was done. So it was like a lot of time just with thoughts. <laughs> thoughts and uh, trying to work through it, which maybe that's a good thing because I know some people can use distractions to just not process the pain or the emotion of it. And I, at least I can tell myself, I really spent the time <laughs> processing through all that because I couldn't just jump on a plane and go perform somewhere. Uh, you guys been drinking during quarantine? Yeah. 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 Some of my friends got sober during quarantine. I'm like, ugh, what a bummer. <laughs> Can't have that energy in my life right now. Ugh. I decided to take the, uh, the AA quiz out of curiosity. It turns out it makes everybody sound like they have a drinking problem. The first question is, have you ever used alcohol to alter your mood? Is there any other reason to drink alcohol? Like, no, I'm in it for the acne and diarrhea. Just like ruining underwear. Pew, pew. The second question is, after consuming alcohol, have you ever done something you've regretted? <laughs> Do you mean literally every time I've had alcohol? Who's getting drunk and doing the Lord's work? <laughs> I've never had five margaritas and been like, all right, time to donate blood. <laughs> Pass this party to someone in need. My biggest regrets stem from alcohol. When I was in college, I used to take shots of gin and chase them with deli meat. <laughs> yeah, you know you're white trash when your cocktails involve ham. <laughs> Not a good look. But I feel like if you're broke in college, you form weird habits like that. Like, if you don't have a dishwasher, you try and cook using as few dishes as possible. I want to know if you guys do this. Like, if you want banana on your cereal, but you don't want to get a knife dirty, do you ever just tear pieces off with your teeth and then... <laughs> Wow. A lot of you did that today. I didn't even know that was weird until my ex caught me doing it and was like, are you mama birding yourself? <laughs> We're poor, not Amish. Please stop. I tried to avoid doing the whole like post-breakup identity crisis. One of my friends went through a breakup and she got this dramatic haircut afterward as like a revenge move against her ex. She was like, if he sees me, he's going to know he missed out on this whole other me. <laughs> A guy has ever seen a haircut and gone, oh, well, I never got a fuck asymmetrical lob, Lisa. <laughs> Before COVID, uh, I was on a flight and uh, sitting next to this very old man, and I had my notebook out, and he leans over and goes, It's nice to see somebody writing and not on their phone. And I was like, Uh huh. He doesn't know I'm writing jokes about cum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's like, suddenly Candy Crush doesn't seem so bad, huh, Wendell? <laughs> I booped him on the nose. <laughs> Love that, Wendell. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. My uh, my ex and I were together for eight years, and people always tell you how to like keep spicing things up, but I feel like I tried everything I wanted to try with him. You know, like the reason I hadn't eaten his ass wasn't because I was saving it as a special 10-year anniversary treat, right? <laughs> it's because I was never going to eat it. <laughs> Not with a gun to my head. And I loved him very much, but he had like a real blue-collar asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not a lot of maintenance going on back there. And I took a peek back there. It was like the crack between two couch cushions. Just like goldfish crackers and part of a broken Christmas ornament. It's a choking hazard, frankly. I'm not going to swallow a paperclip so you can come a new way. We felt like we knew everything there was to know about each other, but um, there was one thing he didn't know, and I told him. Uh, I said that, you know, sometimes I pee in the shower. And by sometimes... I mean every time. <laughs> and don't y'all act like you don't do it too. We are all swamp monsters. There is no drug in the history of time with a higher addiction rate than peeing in the shower. Right? Like you think you're better than that. You think you're above doing it. And then you let yourself do it one time. And you're like, well, I guess I'm doing this every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> it is the best. And I thought he and I were going to bond over it. And instead he was like, what? Oh, Gross. That means that every time I shower, I've just been standing in your pee. I was like, I do it while I'm showering. Like, the water takes it down the drain immediately. You're acting like I walk into the bathroom, drop my pants, stand in the shower, and just piss on dry porcelain like a serial killer. (laughs) And then get out, put my pants back on, and just leave you a puddle of urine like a feral cat. <laughs> I wanted to start peeing on his pillow, give him some real problems. <laughs> By the way, is there a clear sign of how disgusting humans are than when you see your pillow without a pillowcase on it? <sighs> what a crime scene. I saw mine recently, I was like, have I been sleepwalking and using my pillow to clean the toilet? <laughs> For 30 years? All these horrifying stains. I'm like, do I sweat gasoline? (laughs) It's like a tooth fairy gave birth under here. What happened? We have such a weird attitude toward pillows. They cost like 10 bucks, but we all keep the same gross pillows for decades. (laughs) Like it's the Great Depression. (laughs) Like we're some old prospector like, well, this year's the pillow they gave me at the orphanage and I'll be goddamned if this ain't the same pillow I die with. My mom's been giving me some career advice lately, and if you're wondering how helpful it is, she's a retired high school German teacher who watches a lot of Dancing with the Stars. So she's basically a casting director. (laughs) She doesn't understand that there are different levels of fame in comedy. She thinks we're just all at the same place. She goes, why don't you call Jerry Seinfeld and ask to do comedians in cars getting coffee? (laughs) Why don't I call up Jer Bear? (laughs) Grab a cup of joe. 
This is where my career is at. I have a foosball web series on YouTube. Okay, that's, that's where I am. She heard that and goes, you know who I bet would love to do your show? Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> you bet, huh? Well, let's put some money on it because I bet she fucking would it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have to let me back on your cell phone plan? Those are tough times. My parents met playing professional foosball, so I wouldn't exist if it weren't for foosball. There are pictures of me playing when I'm two years old, standing on a stool to be tall enough to see the top of the table. My mom has like her master's in French literature. She's this like brilliant, super interesting woman, Hall of Fame foosball player. For sure, without fail, uh, we get paired up against each other every tournament in the women's singles event. It doesn't matter how many women are in the bracket, somehow with the draw, she and I always end up playing each other. And it kind of sucks either way, because it's like, if I beat her, then I'm like, just beat my mom. But if she beats me, I'm like, fuck, my mom just beat me. Like, you know, it's like, you know. My friend Brad told me that my celebrity lookalike is this porn star named Jesse Rogers. So I Googled her, and the first picture that popped up was her doing hardcore anal. <laughs> and got a little creeped out, realizing that my friend Brad saw that and thought, <laughs> you know who this reminds me of? Oh, gaping butthole, Kelsaro! Oh, backdoor cook, look at her go. A plus, good stuff. It's so weird to tell that joke live again, by the way, because I've been telling it on virtual shows and knowing that halfway through the joke, all the dudes just open a new browser. And <laughs> A lot of sticky keyboards by the end of uh, those shows. Oh. Honestly, I, I prefer it that way because sometimes at live shows, I'll be like in the merch table and a dude will just come up with their phone in hand and be like, hey, what was the name of that porn star you said? I'm like, can you wait to the parking lot to get your dick out? Jesus Christ, you can take a beat. So my ex and I didn't buy any sex toys until like seven years into the relationship, which is crazy. We'd just been Flintstone in that shit. There's very little house on the prairie. <laughs> and so one night I went on the Adam and Eve website and I was looking around. I ended up buying one of those like vibrating wand things and I gotta be honest, I don't like it. It's way too intense for me. Even on the lowest setting, this thing is like for blasting rocks. Is this what you women have been using the whole time? Oh my God, I barely touched it to my body. My feet lifted off the ground. I took flight. I was terrified. I was like, did I just puree my clit? Oh my God. This thing is for industrial kitchens, okay? It is meant for liquefying raw vegetables. It is not for your genitals. And I asked some of my friends about this toy, and uh, turns out they use it on the highest setting in order to have an orgasm. I was like, how have you not completely erased your vagina <laughs> at this point? Just sanded it down to a smooth slab of granite. <laughs> a Barbie crotch, you know? You go bowling on it. <laughs> and the craziest part was that my ex loved this toy, but on him. <laughs> and uh, one day, I cranked that shit to 10. <laughs> and touched it to his junk just to see what would happen. <laughs> and the moment I touched it to him, his balls went up inside his body. <laughs> I didn't even know they could do that. <laughs> I was just like, 
do they stay up there until you sneeze really hard? <laughs> Just give one hard man kegel. <laughs> Thought I was gonna have to like start pushing on his belly button, like trying to get quarters out of a ski ball machine or something. <laughs> I had my bachelorette party in Vegas, and we went to the Magic Mike show. Has anybody here been to the Magic Mike show? No? Oh, my God. <laughs> when this shit opens back up, y- you gotta go. I challenge any woman here to see that show and not try to get fingered afterward. <laughs> not physically possible. It is the cream of the cock of the Dick Olympics chef's kiss. For two hours, these like oiled up six packs just grind the stage and they sing to you and they lick whipped cream off your body. And then they bring women on stage and then they take your top off and then they take your pants off and then they fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, that was for me. I just, I just wanted to see how far you guys would go with me on that one. Like every woman started pulling her phone out just checking flights to Vegas. <laughs> They don't fuck you. Uh, that'd be pretty dope, but they don't do that. They do a lot to you, though. You get a lot for your money. Like At one point, they do actually bring women on stage, and they put you in harnesses, and you get to ride the men into the sky like Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> they get you hornier than you've ever been in your entire life, and then they just set you loose. <laughs> Back into the wild. Single dudes, if you are trying to hook up in Vegas... Just go sit outside the Magic Mike exit. Do you understand? You're going to catch something, all right? We're running out of there like starfish, just holes open, ready to go. You'll get something. (laughs) I'd love to uh, see what it's like to go back to that show not as part of a bachelorette party because there's, there's two different types of women who go to Magic Mike, right? Like, you get in there and the host is like, all right, make some noise if you're here for a bachelorette party. And there's a bunch of young girls like, ooh, oh my God, penis up, <laughs> And then the host goes, all right, who here's celebrating a divorce? And it's one table of women in their 40s like, give me your dick. <laughs> oh, it's like a battle cry. I'm going to go sit at that table next time. Very excited. I was like a square. I was this honors student. I followed the rules. I didn't start drinking until I was, I got, I got a fake ID when I was 20. And that's when I started <laughs> drinking. You 20. You could have just a few more months. <laughs> I, I was like 20 and eight months too. Like I was just getting so desperate. Uh, all of my friends had turned 21, like, I don't know, five months before me. And I just I hated the thought of everybody going and having the birthday at the bars and I had to just sit at home. So I got this like real shitty Texas driver's license, this fake ID, (laughs) and it somehow worked. Hey, howdy do y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and Western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, my ex and I, we always lived uh, in a place that only had one bathroom. And one of the fights that we had over and over was because he would take 45-minute man shits... I see some of you are also familiar. 
with this phenomenon. I don't know what you guys do in there. You guys go numb from the waist down. Your butthole's completely dry out. It's like a craisin back there. You guys are just sitting in there for an entire episode of Ozark. I don't, what is happening? And so I asked him early on, I was like, hey, why does it take you so long to do that? And he goes, well, my doctor told me that it's bad to push, so I don't push. I just sit and I'll let it fall out. It's like, what are you, a geisha? What are you trying to take these dainty shits for? You're a man. Just grab onto something, fire it out, get the fuck out of there. It's Sunday. We're going to go to Costco. And I have irritable bowel syndrome which makes every situation like that worse. It basically means like there's no warning for anything that's going to happen to my body. I'll just be in the produce aisle of the grocery store and then my butthole's like, release the Kraken! I'm like, oh, Christ. You know, it startles me. It's terrible. So, uh, you know, a while back when we were living together, uh, one day he went into the bathroom for one of his sessions. And I knew it was going to be a session because I could hear him lock the door. So he gets about 20 minutes into his usual 45 minutes when I start to feel some fireworks. And I'm like, oh no. So I text him, and I'm like, hey, I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> Siren emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> he doesn't respond. I can hear his phone, get my text. <laughs> and then I hear him just continue to watch Arrested Development. I'm like, asshole, asshole. So now I'm faced with the reality that I do not have access to a toilet and I've got some demons coming down the chute. I am in apocalypse survival mode. So now I start frantically looking around our apartment for a substitute toilet. The first thing I see is the kitchen sink. I know, I know. Right away I was like, too high. <laughs> It's a lot of gymnastics I'm not qualified for, no. Next thing I saw was his Boston Red Sox hat, <laughs> which emotionally felt like the right choice. Because <laughs> I would like to soft serve him some pipe and hot justice, you know what I mean, for putting me in that predicament. But I was like, you know, that's a lot of aim. I'm not, no, not comfortable with that, pass. Finally, I see in the corner of the living room, there's an empty cardboard Amazon box. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is as good as it's gonna get. So at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, I had to rip my pants down, squat, and I fired out some lava with faster delivery than Amazon has ever offered. <laughs> Your Prime account's got nothing on my asshole. I'm just like squatting and crying. Our cats walked up to me, like trying to touch noses. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. They had a look on their face I have never seen before. They were just looking at me like, Oh, you are one of us. <laughs> Peace be with you. And, you know, I'd never been in this situation before. I was going through a lot of emotions as it was happening. Uh, mostly rage. Mostly rage. I was pretty pissed at my husband for forcing me to poop in a box like an old homeless man. Well, he and his delicate flower of an asshole got to enjoy some nice princess poops. You know, just a nice little plap, plap. Uh, it's a nice spa day for him. Meanwhile, I'm wiping with a sock. Blood vessels burst into my eyeballs and forehead. I was so pissed. I was so mad at him. So after I was done, I, uh, I boxed it back up. 
I don't know, you want me to walk around with it open? You gotta, you gotta box it back up. So I boxed it back up, and I was getting ready to walk it outside to the dumpster. And as I was about to walk out with it, that's when he finally came out of the bathroom, and he just saw me standing there with an Amazon box. And he goes, oh, sweet, did my PlayStation controller come? <laughs> And his reaction brought me more joy than every Christmas morning combined. Because he was so confused. He didn't understand that it was me who did that. Because why would he think that his sweet little wife would literally shit into a box and hand it to him? Who does that? I do. Oh, it was the best. I uh, I feel like I knew when the passion died in our relationship because he called me Bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a good sign. My stomach hurt and I groaned and he was like, hey, how you feeling, Bud? <laughs> uh, worse. Yeah, now that I became your son. <laughs> we late for Little League? Oh, it bothered me so much. I hated it so uh, the next time that we had sex. Right as he was about to finish, I whispered in his ear, Hit me with that load, chief. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen a man hate an orgasm before. (laughs) All right, I'm Kelsey Cook. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. My mom was really supportive from the beginning. My dad took a little bit longer to warm up to it because randomly when your daughter's like, hey, gonna be a clown. (laughs) They're like, what? Why would you make this decision? And I get it. If you're a dad, you don't want to watch your daughter talk about coming. So, (laughs) but I think once he saw that I started to make money at it and the doors were opening and he got on board and now both of my parents are my biggest fans. They come to every show when I'm in town. They watch everything that goes online. They're amazing. I'm I'm really, really lucky. Y'all, I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.